You are listening to The Wow Network with Ella Clark and Jackie Anders. The Wow Network was established to aid in the support of new and debut authors. The network is structured to provide new writers with social media exposure, marketing support, and professional advice regarding the navigation of the publishing industry. You can join the WOW Network on one of our current platforms, which include the Right or Wrong Virtual Book Club and By the Moonlight Writers Podcast. You can also follow the WOW Network by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Until next time, keep writing. Welcome to By the Moonlight Writers Podcast with your co-hosts, Jackie Anders and Ella Clark. How are you, Jackie? I'm doing good, Ella. How are you doing today? Doing an awesome, busy week, but hey, we're making it. (laughs) (laughs) It has been busy, but we're excited. Huh? Well, we're excited because we have two guests with us. If, it, if y'all can see their faces yet, or if it, it when it zooms in on them, the first one is we have Dale Didway, who is a returning guest and a, a great author, and he's also a new literary agent. So we had so many questions from people come in uh, in our DMs asking about literary agents. So we thought, heck, we'll just bring Dale back and that'd be perfect. So, hey, Dale, how are you? I'm doing good, and and uh, I'm sure you had so many requests, but I'm back anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was back by popular demand, Dale. There you go. <laughs> it was great to have you as a guest once again. Thank you very much for coming back to grace our our podcast. <laughs> well, thank exactly. you. Exactly, we appreciate it. But we also have an aspiring writer who's also a loyal listener to the podcast and a great supporter. We have Randy Wiley. Hey, Randy. How you doing, Jackie? Doing good. How are you doing today? Um, I'm I'm doing quite well, actually. It's a great day. Awesome. It is. It's a good day. And we got a good show because we had, like I said, we had a lot of people with questions for literary agents as well as Randy here. He had a few questions to ask Dale. So he's going to ask you a few questions, Dale, and then we're going to go to our DMs for our listeners and let them ask as well. Before we get to that, one of the most popular questions that I had from the Twitterverse was about uh, literary agents, period. So I thought it would be a good idea, Dell, if you could kind of explain what a literary agent is, what a literary agent does in the publishing process before we start firing off questions at you. And then that way, at least our listeners will get a good idea and good information in regards to the role of a literary agent in the publishing process. Okay. Uh, Well, um, once again, thank you uh, for this opportunity. Um, I've been a uh, a junior literary agent under my agent uh, for just about four or five months now. And it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I'm learning a lot, but what a literary agent does and what I've, what I've found out over the last couple of years that um, they're almost uh, a necessary evil anymore. Uh, if, if you, if you were trying to get a book published and this isn't by any means the, the end all answer, but, um, there's, if, if you're searching to, to find a publisher 
and their submission process, about 95% of them right now are saying must have an agent. You know, we are only taking submissions to an agent. Now that's not all the cases, but that's what we're finding out anymore. And so what a literary agent does, what my role is, is um, if let's say you have a, have a manuscript that, that you want published through the traditional method of a publishing house. So what I will do is you will submit to me uh, a query letter and a proposal and something to attract me to look at it. Then I'm going to look at it. And if I think it's, it's that I could sell it, what I mean, but if I think I could convince a publishing house to, to take that project, then, you know, I'm kind of like the go between and I will, I will negotiate the contracts and I will get the best quote unquote deal for the author. And I will make sure that, you know, they have their best opportunity to get to get it in front of readers. So um, the literary agent, um, you, you know, that's, that's my role right now is to try to take people who want to be published traditionally and find a home for, for their manuscript. And uh, I've been doing qu- quite a bit of uh, submissions myself. I sent out um, a manuscript for one of my recent clients to my last count was 45 publishers that I think would be a good fit for this, for this author. And, you know, I, I get some no's, I get some, um, you know, let, let me look at it and I get some, Hey, this, this, this looks great. Give me more information. And so I go back to the author and say, this is what they're looking for. And I'm, I'm kind of that middle person, um, you know, to, to, to the author trying to get published. And th- that's an exciting role for me because I know what my agent goes through. And uh, it's a person that deals a lot of, uh, has to take rejection a lot. Uh, and an author might get four or five rejections uh, from a publisher, but you know, I, I'm getting rejections every day uh, <laughs> from things that I'm sending out to, to represent my clients. And they're saying, no, 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 no. But then I tell my clients, Hey, you know, you, that no is just one step closer to that. Yes. And I've got a really good bite um, for one of my clients I'm real excited about. And uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to get her series sold, but it's it's not done yet. But we got some really good indications. So what my role is, is to be that go-between to get it in front of a publisher and negotiate the deal that's best, best best for that author. That's awesome. Very awesome explanation, Mm -hmm. Bill. Thank you so much for that. We're going to let Randy ask his first question of Dell Didway. Okay, so mine's kind of a two-part question. Um, first, uh, the beginning, uh, what is the cost of returning a literary agent and um, how should a new author set expectations regarding the literary agent piece of the puzzle? Those are, those are, those are, those are two good questions. Let me hit, hit the first one uh, first. Um, I, I demand everything. When, when, if you come to me, I want a car. I want... <laughs> Born? No. Yeah, I want to. No. Um, yeah, there's a misconception out there. I I don't charge anything, and no agent that I know of charges anything, and they shouldn't charge anything. Um, I will. I take a percentage of what the author sells. So hypothetically, Jackie, I sign you to a contract, and I represent you, and I don't. I don't say, hey, you got to give me this up front. No, there's nothing. There's zero cost to you. So my incentive and my motivation is to get your book sold so that when it's published and when the sales come in, I get a percentage of those sales. So if, if I sign you to a contract and 
we get your book in front of a publisher, it's going to be a year before that book's published. And then it's going to be another several months before it gets out. I, I might not see a dime from you um, until two years, mm-hmm. but, and it's, and it's not, and it's a small percentage. It's a small percentage. It's nothing very big. So my goal is to try to get 40 to 50 to 60 clients doing well. So I can, I can get a little bit of money in. So um, if, if, and I'm not saying they're all this way, if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I'll represent you, but it's going to be, it's going to cost you this amount of money. I'm not saying uh, don't do it. I'm just saying research it and make sure it's the fit for you because um, that's typically, you know, that needs to be reevaluated at, at that time. So uh, okay. most of, my agent doesn't take a dime from me until I make, till I, my books sell. Then he gets, uh, when I get my royalty check, you know, it's, it starts out this great big number. By the time it gets to me, it's just like a few pennies, but because everybody's got their hand in the pocket. So I, I no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely kidding there, but uh, my agent gets a percentage of it. And so again, that's not a big percentage. So that's what I take. So, uh, very, very yeah. sound advice. Yeah. So again, yeah. If, if, if somebody says you got to give me this up front, Ella, you know, just run go back, <laughs> and, go back and look at it because I, I think we've all it. been there. Yeah, I can't guarantee say I can't guarantee your contracts on the soul. I can't guarantee that. So anyway, that's my advice there. And forgive me, fire give me your other question. Second. Okay. Next one uh would be does a literary agent own the rights or copyrights to my book? If so, for how long? No. The publishing house that purchases the book owns the copyrights to it. And that's stuff we can also um negotiate uh with that. So my books uh, are, are, some of them are owned by the publishing houses. It's not the agent um, in, in that matter. My, again, my role was just to get you that deal. And most publishing houses are only taking submissions from an agent. So it's in your best interest, interest to try to find an agent that doesn't charge and, okay. uh, and then try to go down that, go down that road. So uh, again, I don't own it. Uh, the publishing house owns it. And again, the, the length of the length of those contracts um, again is in part of the, of the negotiating process. It's, it's typically a, a decent amount of time. Okay. Yeah. So basically the literary agent takes, takes a risk, you know, yeah, it is. You, you feel like there's something, um, there's something to that manuscript. You get excited about it, but it's still, you're doing all this work in between waiting on that contract, but you're not making anything until finally you sell it to the publishing house. And then, yeah. and then, then everybody gets paid, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very lengthy process. I mean, not to discourage anybody. I, I want to encourage people to do this. Uh, a book I just had came out in February of last year. Um, you know, I saw my first royalty check about, 12, about nine or 10 months later. So, you know, it's, but now they're coming in regularly. So once you get over that ball, get it moving and it makes it a lot easier. So now what is your opinion on, you know, there's definitely a rise these days in indie publishing, Mm -hmm. indie publishing houses, indie authors, and it kind of usurps that literary agent process. But I know there's still a lot of authors out there that want to go that traditional pro that traditional route and get into a traditional publishing house. What's your opinion on one or the other? Well, I've done both. Um, I've, I've been, uh, I, you know, I've, I've got a book published myself as well. So I think it's, it's your goal and what you think, 
you know, you, you, you want to accomplish with it. I mean, the, one of the books I had to do self, my, myself was a book that was more regional. So most publishers looked at it and says, how, you know, somebody out on the other side of the country is not going to care about this. And I understood that. And I said, Oh yeah, I, I get it. So um, you have to look at it that realm. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, you're more, it's more profitable to self publish it because once you pay that obligation up front and get your money back, if you do it right, uh, you, you can stand to, you know, everything else after that's profit, but there is something to be traditionally published. Again, I've been self-published and indie published. I get it. I've been there, but anybody can do that almost. Wow. So not everybody is traditionally published. So uh, there's a gazillion, my agent gets a gazillion um, uh, submissions all the time and, and only takes a handful. Right. And it's something, you, it, I think it's just a personal thing. If you want traditionally published to go that challenge, to have a publisher who have a, who have a, a distributor who will get it into all the big major bookstores. Right. Um, that's the fun part of it because uh, it's kind of an ego boost, I think. <laughs> but I think it lends some validity to your work too. It does. And, and it does. And yeah, again, you got to like rejection. And you got to like, you got to, and I tell all my clients put your ego aside. There's no room for an ego. You cannot be married to your work because once I take it and I submit it to a publishing house and they take it, then their editors are going to chop it to pieces. Put it apart. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And because they want it to do well, because they want to make money too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so. It's awesome. That's the key. It's, it's about making money. When it's all said and done, it's still a business. It I is think, a business. I think a and lot people, of people miss that. People say, well, you know, some people don't want to do it for the money. And I, I don't mean, I would like to make money off this as it's what I'm planning to do when I retire is we have enough books out there with enough, you know, checks coming in every, every quarter. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know we want to get our messages out and we wanted to, we want to entertain, but at the end of the day, we do have bills to pay. And I, yes. I know a lot of aspiring authors are thinking that too. And a lot of them want to quit their full-time jobs and, have that opportunity. Yes. I had that conversation with one of my clients the other day. She said, I want to do this full time. I'm like, okay, well then, yeah, yeah, you got to, yeah, exactly. It takes time and uh, you got to let the experts, you know, do what they want to do and, and you got to put your ego aside. I do like how you talked about the literary agents and the traditional publishing, how mm-hmm. in some ways that's better. I think Ella, you, you kind of made a comment there. It, when someone wants to invest in you or uh, an agent wants to spend time working for you, then that mm-hmm. means your manuscript's ready. It doesn't mean it's better than anyone else's. It just, it's ready to go. It doesn't mean like if you're rejected that it's not good. It's just maybe the ones that are rejected, they're just, they weren't ready. So I, I want to impress that on listeners. Mm-hmm that, you know, when you, I know there are those options, you can pay $5,000 and get your work out there. And, you know, that's amazing. Get it out Mm -hmm. there, get that message. That's great. But is it really a a manuscript that's ready? And if you go the traditional route or you get a literary agent, then, and they invest in Mm -hmm. you, then you know, it's ready. You know, it's not that you're not talented if they don't, it's just, maybe it's just not ready. I try to say that. That's, that's a very good point. And again, uh, traditionally published, I, I know one author, she's written a lot of books herself and, and done it that way. She's made a lot of money on that. And so I told her, don't, if it's don't, if it's not broke, don't fix it. If you're doing great, stay, stay on that realm. But I also know folks on the other end who said they've felt like they got ripped off with. There are with a lot of some, vanity publishers that will just yes. grab whatever you send them and take. Yeah. Them get it out there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's out there. 
if you're going to go the self-published route, you still want to spend the money up front to have a solid mm -hmm. editor. You want to have a solid cover designer. You want to make sure that what you're putting out there with your name on it is ready and it's professionally done. And you can do that as a self-published yeah. author, but it's very hard. And especially if you don't know the processes and if you don't know how to navigate yes. the publishing industry, it can be a very arduous process and there are a lot of pitfalls if you don't know. There are. And also, if you have a book that's been self-published, you can still have that traditionally published. A lot of folks don't realize that. Mm. You know what? That's very interesting because years ago I was told if I self-published a book, you could not go the traditional route. Um, yeah. So um, thank goodness I went the traditional route. Finally, I, I yeah. Yeah. one self-published. I won't tell anybody what it is because <laughs> I, the traditional route. I thought what I put out the first time was garbage. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but you know, I had a vanity publisher that was more than happy to take my money and to tell me it was great. And then when I <laughs> submitted it to some real people. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I found out otherwise. So they, they won't tell you it's great. A, a, a traditional publisher will like the concept and they'll like the work. And then mm -hmm. after they get at the re, they rewrite it like nine times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. I hope that answers I, the question. Absolutely does. Thank you so much, Dale. Um, Jackie, did you have a question from one of our I, Facebook? I do. From over at Facebook, we have Marie. She wanted to know, how do we find a literary agent and what is an agent looking for in submissions? Basically, what stands out in just in a personal, I know it's subjective, but mm -hmm. Dale, for you, what stands out when you see a manuscript? Well, first, I, I, I look for that Tim Horton's gift card in, involved <laughs> in it first. No, I'm kidding. No, um, obviously good writing and, and that's subjective. I mean, good writing. Um, but you know, I, if a person is looking to find an agent, I think is, mm -hmm. and you know, get on to see what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. If, if I'm not looking for fantasy don't send me a fantasy manuscript. Uh, so, and most of them say on there, what they're taking, what they're follow what, the submission guidelines. <laughs> exactly. Follow those guidelines to a T uh, because I'm not so hard, but I do know some agents who will say if they find one thing miss out of state that uh, they just hit delete because they've got so many submissions mm -hmm. that they want to find somebody who follows those guidelines. And if they, you know, st if they fray away from it, then they just get rid of them or don't bother their, their time with it. So, um, uh, so that's the first thing you follow their guidelines. The best way to find an agent is to go to a conference and, and sit down with them one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, there are karate conferences all over the country, right? Not right now, but I've, I had like six I was going to go to this summer and they all got canceled. But I, I have two more coming up that I'm going to make um, my, my appearances at and I teach classes at them. So my suggestion, if you want to try to land an agent, is to go to a, seek out a writing conference, have an idea what publishing houses you want to try to get to and what literary agencies, you know, work with them a lot. And go spend time with these folks. I mean, my agent will tell you the. But the only way he will represent you if he is if he meets you, and that me that might mean investing in a conference where he's at, and sitting down face to face and saying, "This is what I have. This is what I. This is why you should represent me," and sit down and talk to him about it. So um, again, Google those, find those writing conferences all over the country, all over the world, and go to them. And that is the best way. That's you know, I've every client I've signed so far I've met 
And it's just something about it because I don't take, uh, I, I will take submissions online but, and I, and I respond to them and say, Hey, this is great. Um, if you ever get a chance to meet with me, please do. But, and we, you know, we could also Skype or, or, or zoom. That's fine too. But, uh, there's always a face-to-face meeting, um, preferred in that realm and to mm-hmm. find out what they're, what they're taking. And if I don't take what they're, what they have, I, I might recommend somebody who does. Mm-hmm. It's that personal connection too. I think that that never gets old. You, no, because you, you need to know who you're working with. It's not just the manuscript itself. It's also what mm-hmm. this person that you're going to work with for a year to two years. You know what? Right. What are their? What's their work ethic? What's their personality? There's a lot involved. You have to sell yourself. It's still business. And it, it is. It is. So that that's my advice is to is to go to a conference wherever they're at, general market, Christian doesn't matter, and sit down with these folks because that's why they're there. Mm-hmm. We have about 10 more minutes. I want to make oh. sure we get a few more of Randy's questions. And so okay. Randy, go ahead and fire away. Okay. So my next question was, does a literary agent assist with marketing? If so, to what degree? Question. No. <laughs> 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 uh, now I, I shouldn't say that. No, uh, I, I don't. Um, that's up to the, the publishing house and that's up to their distributor. And it's up to the author. Um, I can make suggestions to you and I can say, hey, I did this in the past. I found some of my authors were successful doing this. And I can get suggestions. But m- like my agent doesn't really you know, do a whole lot as far as my pr- book promotions. I mean, I, I won't ignore it. You know, I'll, I'll share it or I'll give it a plug. But no, most authors and publishing houses and distributors work on that. And so I can give suggestions. And I do give suggestions on, on, on what I've done. And that's good. Cause you've already built a relationship with that aspiring author, you know, and they, they yeah. may come to you just mm-hmm. wanting a little bit more advice because they're familiar with you. And then, you know, they're yeah. working with this big publishing house. So right. they kind of value your opinion. So I was curious about that. Yep. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Randy. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Next. Next question, uh, will a literary agent sell my book everywhere uh, or just Kindle versions or eBooks? All right, so my job will be to get it to the publishing house and get them to sell it. Then they will uh, have, uh, we can negotiate that too. We can, right. you know, but most of them do that anyway. It's kind of, I don't say given, but it's kind of almost automatic that they're going to do that for you anyway. Because again, they want to make money and the best way they can make money is to have it available to a lot of other outlets. So it's kind of, kind of understood that way, but you know, that's why you, that's why I would look over the contract and say, all right, here it's in this and this it's, it's in this, it's not in this format. So I'll go back to the publisher and say, why not? And let's, let's work it into this deal. So. Okay. Lastly, I wanted to ask, um, would a literary, would a literary agent assist in, um, sourcing an editor? Um, yes and no. Both Most publishing houses have their own editors um, in-house and they do their own. But okay. uh, I can I can certainly, um, and not now there's some smaller publishing houses that, that don't. And I'm, I'm dealing with, with one of them now that I go and say, hey, look, um, they're, they're going to publish your book. They're going to do this. But, you know, they're, they're not really going to edit it yet. So you might want to look at this editor and I could, I could point him in a couple of directions. I can't really recommend them. I can say, this is who I've worked with in the past. 
these editors, they're good. And because I can't really recommend it because it's kind of uh, not a conflict of interest, but it could be perceived as that. So okay. I just say, this is who I've worked with. Um, I have not had an issue with them. Maybe you know, here, and I give them two or three options, reach out to these folks and see what they have to offer you because Got editing it. can cost a lot of money, but most publishing houses will edit. Uh, they do have their editors in house, but not all of them do. Okay. Thank you. Wow, guys. Time flies because Thanks. I was just looking at the time. Like we only went through four questions and it's, oh. <laughs> I, I talk too much. You know you're going to have to come back, right? I, I, I talk too much. <laughs> we'll, have to do we'll have to do a part two on literary agencies. <laughs> I think so. It's some really, really good information. It's very mm -hmm. helpful. It gives people direction. And, you know, because Ella and I, and I know you too, Dale, you get questions, people asking, how do we do this? How do we do that? And I know, uh, Randy, I think you just finished a poem or poetry. Is that what I was understanding? Was it a was first book is it a book of poetry no no i i'm i actually have been i have friends that have suggested that i put together a book of poetry because i do write a lot of poems and post them on twitter but i'm working on a book it's kind of a fantasy um romance kind of a okay novel it's almost finished um probably have it finished here in the next couple of few weeks mm. uh, at least the manuscript it needs it, it'll certainly need to be edited and all that stuff but yeah no, now, let, let me throw out one thing. A book doesn't, a manuscript doesn't have to be done before you seek it, seek out an agent. Um, most agents okay. are going to want to see in, in the proposal, the first couple of chapters. So some Got folks it. wait, you know, I, I was talking to, to a gal the other day. She says, I'm almost done with my book. It's, it's 90,000 words. Then I'll seek out an agent. I said, you don't, you need to do this now. You need to get it be, be beforehand. And because it takes time, you know, so my advice would be seek one, try to find one because you don't have to have a completed manuscript and you don't have to have a completed manuscript to send to, to a publishing house there. If some may want the entire manuscript, but the ones I'm dealing with are saying, Hey, send me the first two or three chapters. Quick question for all four of you or all three of you, I should say all three of you. Um, so you have your manuscript. Do you, do you want to like, give it a once over before you, before you send it out to somebody. Yeah. And that would be some good advice is to have some, some eyes on it because you don't want to have a glaring mistake in the first couple of paragraphs. And I just say, Oh, you know what? They didn't take time to edit it. I'm not saying spend a gazillion dollars on it, but right. it wouldn't hurt to have it gone over once with, with an editor. Right. right. Okay. Or even beta readers to make exactly. sure that, their, the message you're trying to convey or the way your characters are coming together, that how you're thinking they should be interacting, if it's really happening. And a beta reader can tell you yay or nay, that no, I'm not seeing this relationship between these two. Or, you know, they can give you advice there. Beta readers are great. I always use Good beta idea. readers. Those are great for content. Okay. And then you want to do the very simple things like on the technical side, like the spell checks and the grammar leaves, make sure you don't mm. have words in the wrong place and it will catch those things that you might want. <laughs> One thing that I realized when I was trying to edit my first book myself before I sent it to an editor, because I didn't want the editor to think I was completely illiterate. So I was trying to do it myself. And one thing I realized is because I wrote it and I'd gone over it and over it and over it myself, I knew what it was supposed to say. And even though what I was reading was not what it was supposed to say, it still looked like what it was supposed to say, because you know what you 
meant when you type it. So definitely getting a, a tool like a Grammarly and then getting other eyes on it for concepts to make sure that something you wrote in chapter two doesn't change in chapter 12 because you wrote it months ago. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> and and, and one final thing I'd like to throw in is, is go through it and make sure that it's, that's all concise. If you have one chapter, if, if, if the head, if the title in that chapter is bolded and the next one is not, and then, and the third one is bolded and the fourth one is bolded yeah. and the fifth one is not, just be consistent. You know, everything's got to be consistent because you know, eyes pick up on that and, and make sure everything's indented, you know, and everything's squared away. Everything's yeah. in, in, the, in the same pattern. There are also tools that do that kind of thing yeah. for you, like Readsy and Fast Pencil and Scrivener. It'll right. export for you in a format and it'll all be formatted. Not saying that it'll be spell checked and all of that. You still have to get the editing done, but some of those, uh, writing tools writer tools will do that for you too because we'll miss it because yeah. manuscripts tend to be ninety thousand a hundred thousand words and you might miss one or two so exactly formatting is important but this is great information y'all i wish we had some i had something like this two three years back because <laughs> i just relied on doing searches online and it is so time consuming trying to figure out how to query the querying process and for editors or literary agents, that is, that is a whole art in itself and then getting your social media going. So that's why we're here. Uh That's why we, we do this podcast by the Moonlight Writers podcast and are now on YouTube is because we want to be available to aspiring authors to give some great information, put some good stuff out there that you can listen to us while you're at the gym or when you're driving to work and get that information that you need because we're all busy. Most of us have full-time jobs and families. And if you don't have something like this set up to, to, you know, an informative uh, way to learn about this industry, then you're just, you're just wasting time. And it it is, it's tough. So I'm glad we're doing this. And I'm super thankful to Dale for coming back because he's just a wealth of knowledge. It's, it's just amazing. So, you know, he's going to have to come back and I really appreciate Randy too for coming Mm -hmm. on and, asking your questions because you're in the trenches right now trying to get it going and get out there. And I know there's a lot to it. So we want to do just a quick, um, just list your Twitter handles guys so that um, our listeners can find y'all if they have questions for y'all in particular, Randy, you could help inspire another aspiring author that's uh, trying to get going. So I want to put that out there as well. So Dale, Mm -hmm. Dale's Twitter handle is Dale Didway and that's spelled D E L D U D U I T. And again, Dale is a literary agent for Kyle Young literary agency. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that right. And he's got some great books out there, Buckeye Believer, First Down Devotions. I've read them. You've got to check them out. They're everywhere. Amazon, I know, mm-hmm. is the easiest right now since we're all shut in and can't go yeah. anywhere. But uh, And Randy's going to be hitting the querying process pretty soon. So, And his uh, Twitter handle is actually, Ella's got that one written down. Yeah. Ella? <laughs> Randy's Twitter handle is at Randy Writes 2012. So R A N D Y. W R I T E S 2012. So awesome. follow, like, share stuff that they post. I've seen some really great poems from, from Randy. So <coughs> forgive me that I thought your book was poetry. <laughs> you put okay. 
Yeah. Well, I actually get a lot of DMs for poetry. So all the time on on yeah. Twitter. So as well, please, please follow us on Twitter uh, by the Moonlight Writers Podcast. Our Twitter handle is at by underscore writers. So that's B Y underscore writers. My Twitter handle Twitter handle. <laughs> at the Ella Clark. <laughs> That's H-E-E-L-L-A-C-L-A-R-K-E. And Jackie's is at J Anders Books. So J-A-N-D-E-R-S-B-O-O-K-S. Follow us, like, share, retweet. We love the support and we love to network and we love to answer questions. So until next time, uh, we have enjoyed speaking with Del Didway. Thanks again for joining us again. And thank you so much, Randall Wiley, for being a guest on the show today. And it's been a blast. To so my co-host, Jackie Anders, always amazing. So until <laughs> next time, this is Ella Clark. Keep writing. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>